It's um, probably like a lot of people coming into the Jubilee Centre for, for the first time. It's very exciting. It's very strange. I wish as I was talking that I was able to see everybody in front of me, but I just know that people are at home and that we're together. And um, I just ask that as I um, bring the word, I just trust that, that God will bless us um, together. Um, and what I want to bring today... Um, is based around what God has been speaking to us about, which is about having our roots down and the walls down. Um, what I'm bringing today I've called Breaking Down Walls with the Love of God. And I want to start by setting the scene for this word and then focusing on two areas where I believe God wants to break down walls. Um, there are lots of areas where he wants to do that, but I'm going to focus this morning just on two areas. So to set the scene, last year when we were actually allowed to do this, I went with my husband John um, to a nature reserve near Leeds. It's an RSPB nature reserve, which I think some people here probably know, and it's called St Aidan's. And just to cut a long story short, really, you can find out a lot more by going on the internet, this reserve had started life as a large, unsightly, open-cast um, coal mine until in 1988, the nearby river burst its banks. And because there were no barriers or walls to stop it, the water overflowed and flooded the mining area. Over time, a 230 feet deep lake has been created and the area has become an attractive place teeming with birds and all sorts of other wildlife. It's well worth a visit, actually. But out of what was very unsightly, something beautiful has been created. And while we were there, God spoke to me, and he's spoken to me since then. And he said that he is in the business of breaking through walls by the power of his love, flooding over barren places to truly set people free, enabling them to live full, rich, creative, and fruitful lives. So wars, obviously, are not a bad thing in themselves. They support the structure of a building, they provide shelter, they provide security. We all need wars in the natural, particularly in this weather. And we read in scripture of city walls being rebuilt, always in a very positive way. If you want to see some references to wars being built positively, um, I would recommend you go to Trevor Lloyd's blogs on the church website which we're always good to, to look at anyway. Um, but I want today to highlight a couple of areas where God is definitely in the demolition business as far as wars are concerned. So the first one of those is bringing down walls that imprison us. As individuals, we can be very good at building walls around ourselves in all sorts of ways and for all sorts of reasons. Often we retreat behind walls to shield ourselves from being hurt by other people. So you might hear someone say, I trusted somebody and they let me down. And then they've decided because of that, I'll never trust again. I'll never trust anyone again. Or you might have loved somebody who let you down, who deserted you. And you might from that say, I'll never love again. We can build walls to avoid criticism or because we're uncertain of who we are or feel we don't fit in 
or we compare ourselves usually unfavourably with other people and think we're not good enough. I'm not an expert, I hasten to say, but I am somebody that before I was a Christian was very aware that I built walls around myself to shield myself. And I think we constantly have to just be aware of not rebuilding those walls. And as far as I can see, those walls that we build are to do with fear. They're to do with disappointment and thinking we can take control of our own lives. The hurts are often very genuine hurts. But handled wrongly, each hurt can just add another brick to the wall around us. And I could just have a picture, really, of us not only being surrounded by bricks, surrounded by walls, but by doing that, we create a prison for ourselves. And the scary thing is that we've got the wall around us, but all those disappointments and hurts and bitternesses and everything is inside with us. And that makes that a scary place. Rather than protecting us, these walls only hinder relationships and harden our hearts. It makes it difficult for us to accept love and difficult to reach out to others to show love to them. But now the good news. God has broken through these walls and wants to continue to break through these walls of our own creation by his love. When Jesus died, the division between men and God was broken down. In Luke's gospel, it says, suddenly, suddenly, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn down the middle. We now have direct access to the love of God because he first loved us and died for us. We can have a close relationship. We can have an intimate relationship with the Father, with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. The wall is down and we don't need to rebuild it. And in Ephesians 2, verse 14, it says, and this is talking about the divisions between Jews and non-Jews, Gentiles. It says of Jesus, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. In God's eyes, there are no walls of separation between people, regardless of background, wealth, ethnicity, whatever we allow to divide us when we all truly have a common humanity. So the second thing that God definitely wants to break down is walls that separate the church from the community. There are plenty of examples of God as a strong tower or fortress, and actually Brendan referred to God as a a fortress. So in Proverbs 8.10 it says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. And in Psalm 61 verse 3, For you are my safe refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. God is indeed a fortress, a safe place for us. But the church community itself should always be a place of security and safety and a refuge for people to run into. The church isn't meant to be a forbidding fortress on a hill where we run to hide from the world as if it's our enemy. But we, as it says in Matthew 14, are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In my mind, I've got this picture, and it's not a film that 
I watched it once, the, the Psycho film, where, where they've got on the hill this huge, forbidding, dark house that you, no way would you want to enter. But we're not like that. We're like a wonderful house of glass just shining out on, on the top of a hill and welcoming people in. We are not to have a fortress mentality. It isn't us warred up against the world. Any community that feels it needs to wall itself up and disconnect from those around, I think, is quite suspect. Um, I'm reading a book currently about um, quite a well-known cult, which I, I won't mention, but it's something where things are very secret and everything is, is um, warred up and contained and is very scary. We're not to be worldly. We're not running after the latest fad, but we are for the world around us and we are for our community. Indeed, in Jeremiah 29, we're reminded we are called to seek the peace and prosperity of the city. We're not there to exclude people who aren't like us or to allow entry once someone understands all the doctrine of the church. I don't think many of us would be here if we had to understand all the doctrine of the church first. We've been set free to share what we have, to share the love of God with others. The Bible says God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Thank goodness it doesn't say God so judged the world. He came with love and not a pointing finger of judgment. And we are to have the same attitude as he had. The blessings we receive are meant to be shared. The Holy Spirit, the blessing of God, the river of God always flows from the temple to flood the area around and to bring healing and life. If we try to hold on to what God has given us, if we try and contain the blessings in a building, the waters can become stagnant. The waters of God's spirit need to move and flow out of the buildings and into the community. Where there is a stirring of the waters, there is life and there's healing. So God in Jesus has broken down the walls of separation with his love. And he uses those who know him, who know their identity in him, know what it is to be free to partner with him to, in reaching out to others in the same way he did when he was in his own community, reaching out. He wants us to join him in being a breaker down of wars as we share his love. So briefly, what is the example that we follow in Jesus? In the hubs, we, we've just been reminded, I think, that in hubs we're, we're studying Mark's gospel. It's the shortest gospel, but it's absolutely packed with action. And it's, I would highly recommend you, again, being in a hub and, and involving yourself in studying Mark. And it's clear from the start of the gospel that Jesus set out on his ministry, securing the knowledge that he's loved by God, certain of who he is in God, teaching, speaking with great authority. But he shows this authority in action. From the start, he casts out evil spirits. He heals many people. There's a lot to say about Jesus' ministry, and I don't have the time here, and I'm sure lots of other people will share, but I just want to pick out three things very briefly that are important for us. Firstly, Jesus was an observer of people. His focus was outwards and not always on himself. He, can, he is someone who can spot a man in a tree and invite him back to his house for a meal, bringing salvation to that household. He knows when people are hungry and weary, when they need forgiveness, when they need healing, and he looks into people's hearts. Secondly, he loves people and makes time for them. 
He has time to stop and heal a woman who's been sick for many years, the woman that reaches out when he's on his way to bring healing um, to, to Jairus' daughter. He puts people before legalism. Heals a man on the Sabbath. He's moved with compassion for a man with leprosy. We've heard the story of the paralyzed man. In that version that I've got in my Bible, it says, he calls that man my child. There's a tenderness in him. Thirdly, he responds to need and provides according to that need, whether it's healing someone or feeding a huge crowd because they're hungry and weary and he feels sorry for them. This is the example we are to follow, being aware of what's going on in the community, loving people because they're human beings just like us and loved by God, responding to needs where we see them according to that need, providing food and material things as the branch does, helping someone in debt as Cap does, praying with someone, talking to a neighbour, phoning someone who's lonely. God wants to break down walls and imprison us. And just finally, I want to say, at St Aidan's Nature Reserve, the waters broke through in a dramatic way. God can do that, but I like to think before the, the banks burst, there was a gradual eroding over time of those banks by the water present there. God's constant love can erode the foundations of the strongest walls. And in the same way, our regular acts of love, compassion and kindness can help to break down the walls that people create around themselves. So finally, God is in the business of breaking through walls by the power of his love flooding over barren places to truly set people free, enabling them to live full, rich, creative and fruitful lives. <laughs>